and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Anna Redberg. And I'm Casey Muratori. And I did the intro again, look at that. Uh, <laughs> and this yeah. is The Purple Rose of Cairo, yeah. which neither of us has seen before, Mm-mm. but mm-hmm. I'm just guessing due to your jubilant nature yeah. that you must really want to talk about this movie. <laughs> I loved this movie a lot. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't you start off this? Neither yeah. have seen it before. This is all <clears throat> new. No, so I've, I had ne- I'd never even heard of it. I'd never seen it. Hit me. Um, And I absolutely love this movie. Like, this actually is going to, this is in like my top 20 movies or something now. Wow. I, I like stories about stories. Me too. Me too. And it was like hitting on a few things. Because like, I don't know how much of this I should talk. This is not really what this podcast is about, but... This podcast is about you are you are the person in front of the microphone, and as is apropos for this movie in particular, uh, pretty much the podcast is about whatever you make it be about. I guess fair point, which is relevant to this picture. We watched a lot of movies uh, fairly recently that are like like the idea of a of a story about stories. You're not talking about on the podcast. You mean us, no, personally, no, no, us personally as part of a okay. And I don't, I, I don't really want to get into it because that's a different thing. But like, okay. you know, it it made me think a lot about our comic, okay, Meow the Infinite, um, okay, which I in which I try to do. De- I'm not going to go there, but it's okay. just like this movie is doing some stuff that I had never seen a movie do before. I agree with that. And it was exploring like the idea of characters and of stories and of things that are written by people and like what our relationship with those things is and like all of these things that these I things that I like to explore and I I can't think of another movie that has explored them in this way in the way in a way that was as satisfying as this because we'd watched like never ending story yeah. and princess bride and, yep. and like and none of them seemed to like really get to what I was looking for and this yeah. one did um and not quite in the same way that we're trying to explore in our story but anyway let me give a little background there just and then we'll leave it at that so obviously we do a comic called meow the infinite and there's a bunch of stuff in that comic that is sort of related to the things sort of that that go on in this movie it's yeah it's very spoilerous spoilery for us to talk about why so we're just going to not say anything else about it other than the important part for this podcast is Anna and I have thought about this kind of story a lot. Yeah. And we absolutely would have watched this yes. film before writing Meow the Infinite had we known. Yes. But we did not know. And so it was very interesting. It's We've, like the closest story it, to Meow the Infinite. It's not really going to have any effect <laughs> on Meow the Infinite now, but it was it, it was definitely something where you're like, oh, wow, this is a lot of stuff that we talked about and. It's yeah, the closest okay. thing to our story. I mean, it's very different, obviously, yeah, but yeah, it's the closest thing I've ever I seen. I would agree. Of all the things that we looked at where we were like, is this similar or whatever? Yeah. Okay, so let's put that aside. And yeah, we won't yeah. mention it again because if people haven't read Me on the Infinite, then that's massive spoilers and the comic's not even done. So yeah, just yeah. put it aside. But but I just And wanted, we'll go I, with just Purple Rose of Cairo. <laughs> yes, yes. I just I just I think I just wanted to kind of explain like why I had such a strong reaction. Okay. And why why this is like like this is touching on this movie is touching on some things that I'm particularly interested in. And I do think in that way it's sort of a it's a creative person's movie. Yeah. Because it's it's a little self-indulgent in that way. It's it's 
the kind of thing that if you're not an actor or you're not a writer or whatever yes. might not be so interesting because there's a lot of inside baseball yeah, kind of yeah, stuff yeah. going on here. But if you do happen to be someone who, yeah. which I bet a lot of people listen to this podcast are, yeah. it it kind of has a nice, you don't see a lot of movies that yeah. deal with that, well, right? And, and was, this does. I think it was interesting too because, you know, I was thinking about the other type of this, like, like Never Ending Story or something. Something we had talked about a lot was like a lot of these story within a story things are kind of like, about the consumer and and this one definitely is right the person who is you know reading the book or watching the movie in this case watching the movie right yeah and and that's definitely a big part of this one right is like the the person who watches the movie like what is their relationship to the movie what is that doing for their life but it also gets into the bigger the bigger sort of questions about like the people who write the movie the people who act the parts the people who right like and what and what does that mean? And like that, th- then you have this other character that exists outside of that, um, and it got to explore like all of that stuff, and, and, and not too in depth necessarily, but j- but it it was just so like satisfying to me because I, I was like enjoying the movie. You know, the first the first part, you just kind of it's like a normal movie, right? Yes. She goes to the movie. I, I think I know exactly the part you're going to talk and about in a second here. Yeah. As soon as he looks. At her, yep. My ch- like my heart like leapt up into my like my throat. I don't know how to yes. describe it. It's a very magical moment, and the movie becomes. It's a pretty. You're not going to be that excited about this movie up until that point, yes. and then it really turns. Like, I literally a, a total corner. Right. I, uh, I I think you were too. I was grinning like the biggest smile yeah. for like that whole that whole you know and and he comes out of the screen and I like lost my mind like yeah. I, I it just euphoria in yeah. in my inside it, it's a, I haven't had that feeling in a movie in I don't even know how long. Well, yeah, I mean the so there's a couple things about that. Uh, it also is followed up immediately with the other characters getting angry about yes. that, which was brilliant as yes. well in terms of like kind of supporting that moment. It, it didn't just put that moment out there and go, oh, ha ha, that's the moment. Right. And then like the it, movie like, like stops or something. It had it's like, everything. And yeah. the audience was angry at the movie for yeah. stopping. And right. So the, it, it did a great job. That that scene in particular yeah. really earned it's time. Uh, you know, it was it was really good. And I guess what I was going to say about the the earlier part, though, um, you were kind of talking about the consumer. I just wanted to mention that part a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I do think like there is a difference here, though. Even though it is told from the perspective of the audience, as most of these are. Right. So I, I kind of can rattle a lot of these off now because like it was related to stuff we had worked on. Uh, Cloak and Dagger, yep. Neverending Story, Princess Bride. There's a lot of this uh, Photopia. There's a lot of stuff that's like yeah. in this vein. Yeah. Um, this one was from the perspective of an aficionado, not just a consumer. And I think yeah. that's important. That's an important distinction too. The Neverending Story right. is not about a kid who loves books all day long. Right. Um, 
he does, but he's not like, oh, let me, like, uh, that's all what I do, and I'm an English major, and right, right, whatever. Right, because for right? her, it's like a dream. It's like, yeah. it's, it's a big, it's it's the only thing in her life yeah. that makes her happy. Yeah, and and so, you know, it's it's a different level. Yeah. Uh, again, it's the inside baseball thing. Like, yeah. this is just a kid who reads books. It, now, we're talking about, like, you know, this this person who's in 20 book clubs and, and you know, has every copy of everything. Yeah. Thing and right, and so I do think that it it uh, it also was kind of more on that side of the fence. So everyone in this thing, there's like a love of movies, yes, undergirding it, yeah, that is not quite the same in these other pictures yeah. that are about the audience, but they don't have the same. The audience isn't an inside player, yeah, because right? I I got the the feeling from this one was just that for the first time I felt like I mean I guess it's Woody Allen because you know wrote and directed. But I, I so I felt like he had the same feelings and like curiosity about stories and movies and fiction that like I kind of do. Like, okay, like I feel like in those other movies, like The Neverending Story or whatever, they're not really getting at really the relationship that people have with these things, right? And yeah. this one really for me hit the nail on the head with so much of like what fiction kind of can mean for people and all sorts of different people with different relationships to it. Yes. I I guess so I don't really know where we should go from here. I know there's a lot um, it's kind of like to be honest it's the sort of movie that I feel like I would need to watch a couple times yeah. to really like kind of settle on all the different cuz there's it's I mean it's 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 Woody Allen there's a lot of a lot of characters, a lot of talking, a lot of st- a lot of st- lines said, things you'll miss. Like it's kind of dense in that way. And it's also a departure from what we've done so far on the uh, on Molly Movie Club. In that the only one that was closest is I had not seen Interstellar before, right. but all yeah. the rest of the films we'd both seen right, before. Right, 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 right. Uh, and so it is. It, it we're coming into this one cold, and so some of the more nuanced stuff that I might you know, pick up on or comment on, I'm not going to get because I only had the first time through it. And the fact that I'm like, I'm feeling pretty actually like overwhelmed (laughs) by it too, just because I had kind of a really strong emotional reaction to it. So like, you know, it can be kind of hard to like piece together all the things you're thinking and feeling. What I would begin with on, uh, sir, so on my side of the table, I guess I would say I was less enthusiastic about this movie than you were though. I think this is a movie so it sounds like you loved the idea of this movie and the execution of this movie. Well, I love the ideas of this movie yeah. and not the execution of this movie. Okay. So so if it were if I could have had my way, I would have had a differently executed version that has the same ideas as this movie. I thought the ideas were great and I even thought some of the ways in which those ideas played out were great. Yeah. But there was a lot of stuff that I didn't feel like either it really didn't end up doing as much as it needed to do to explore certain ideas. It had certain aspects that felt like they didn't really line up. Yeah. And I felt like as a result, a lot of the stuff didn't land for me. Okay. I, I always knew what they were going for, mm-hmm. and I always liked what they were going for, but I didn't think they often got there. Okay. And maybe they's the wrong term sure. if it's... You know, if it's more of an auteur Woody Allen picture, sometimes he has a co-writer. This one, this one said um, written and directed it's by It's probably Woody mostly Allen. Woody Allen. But just in general, I would say, like, I did feel like it stopped short in a lot of ways from what I wanted. Okay. Uh, and yeah. But 
much like you, I thought the the ideas were fantastic, and I, and I, that moment in particular, you can kind of feel what's so special about this movie yeah. in that scene yeah. because as a viewer, you feel the magic. It turns. The movie turns yeah. from something I didn't care about watching very much to something I really cared about watching, and that's yeah. just kind of a special moment. It doesn't yeah. happen in movies very often. That's. I think that's. Because I kind of, I don't disagree with you, actually. I, I do think, I'm not, this is not like a perfect movie, but but the, the, the moments it gets right are like so impactful. I would also say, actually, for me, the ending felt like perfect. It felt really good to me. It ends a lot stronger. Like, so the ending the is very, very ending, good, yeah. um, but most of the rest of the movie I felt it needed to be brought up in a, a number yeah. of ways. That's just how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Again, not conceptually, because I really thought the concepts were brilliant and 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 smart and interesting. Yeah, I just you know, and we'll go into it. So yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah. that's not a vague feeling. I have a lot of specific things that I'm like, this is kind of where to be honest, it, I will probably agree with you on a lot of those okay, yeah. things. I think yeah. it's just for me, there was just this overarching. Like, I think that that feeling, that reaction I had to that. I don't know if it's a twist or it's kind of a twist, I guess, of him popping out of the screen and suddenly being. A, yes, you know. definitely a twist. <laughs> yeah, I guess if, you'd call it a twist. I mean, we didn't know that that's what <laughs> no. it was going into it, and it caught us by total surprise, oh, yeah. which is what a twist which is. Which is magical. Right? I mean, it felt absolutely magical. It was um, great. And yeah. as yeah, it's like you just said, it's it's you don't get you don't feel that way very often. That like that feeling of just surprise and delight. So let's talk about the dialogue in the movie. A sure. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just as a broad thing, um, I kind of had trouble with the dialogue in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, it, it's I I have not seen a huge number of Woody Allen pictures, uh, but I have seen ones where I really did think the dialogue was quite good. Okay, um, Bullets Over Broadway, for example, is one of my favorites. Uh, this movie, I struggled with it a lot. I felt like people in this movie were oftentimes just kind of like saying the thing, literally saying something that should have just been conveyed with real exchanges. And instead, they were literally just like saying the thing. Like in general. Could you give me an example, please? I could, certainly. Please give me an example, sir. Yeah. So in the dialogue between the uh, the main character and her husband, they literally talk like matter-of-factly about whether or not he hits her and when. And it's it's literally just like an information carrier for the audience. It doesn't sound even remotely like a conversation in a domestic violence couple at all, right? Um, it's very hard for me to believe that those words ever come out of anyone's mouth in a real relationship that was abusive, it doesn't sound plausible at all. Abusers don't matter-of-factly talk about the reasons they might hit somebody or, like, that they do or don't. And certainly the person getting hit doesn't bring it up as if it's just a thing that happened like I got, you know, it almost sounded like, oh, you, you know, you went and got a sandwich was like the way in which these things were discussed. It was it was very weirdly matter of fact and descriptive. It just didn't feel authentic. And it was particularly noticeable there because you're talking about a very significant event in people's lives. Like like that's a really specific kind of relationship that humans have with each other that's dark and is is very like 
emotional and confusing and weird. It's not a matter-of-fact thing. Okay. But that pattern played itself out even in other situations, right? Like even when like, you know, the the person's getting fired or whatever at the, 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 at the when the main character's getting fired as the waitress or when she drops the things, it's like they're literally saying like literally what is going on. It's almost like a description of what the scene is rather than someone actually writing the things that a person would say in that scene. And I, I really struggled with this for the whole hmm. movie basically. Once in a while, that would have made sense because if it was like Tom saying that, the, the if it was the character who came down off the screen. Right, the fictional guy. Then you could say like, oh, this is the thing they're doing where like he's not supposed to be able to talk right <laughs> because he's a movie character. So that would make sense. But it's all the other characters that I was mm. struggling with, not him. And so this was this was a sort of a a thing that prevented me from enjoying the movie hmm. more sort of as an undercurrent. And I struggled with that pretty much the entire Interesting. time. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't really notice that. I didn't I didn't really notice that. Yeah, fair um, enough. Fair enough. I think I mean I think one thing like we definitely uh you really really listen like you're very sensitive to dialogue yes. in movies. Like the idea that these people aren't maybe talking like real people would talk is not something that generally bothers me. Um, especially in in yeah. something like this, which is like a little bit heightened and a little bit uh, silly and a little, but but also like but it's uh, not really silly. No, it's not silly. Um, but I also, most I, most of it's not that silly. There are silly scenes. Yeah, and I mean, and and I that you know the the fact that I mean, in some ways, I feel like the matter of fact kind of feeling of the the relationship with her husband, the abusive relationship, is actually, to me, feels kind of accurate for, like, that situation where it is just their, it's their life. It's, it is matter of fact to them. It's not, you know, it, it's normal. She's not happy, um, but it's, it's normal, right? And no, it's, it's really not. Um, or at least it's not a plausible set of behaviors for those two people I mean, maybe you could find a relationship somewhere that works that way, but I would be very surprised. I think part of the reason for this, at least for me, is that when I watch a movie, I usually, the dialogue, I perceive it kind of to be as if it's coming out of someone's mouth. So I take the information from it that I would take if it was a person saying that thing, hmm. which means there's a lot more there than the line, right? Mm -hmm. So they're saying something, and there's the information that's in the words that they chose. Right. But then there's all this other information. When did they choose to say it? Which words did they choose to say? How did they choose to say it? Was it soft? Was it quiet? Did they punch a certain word? And I'm always, at least for me, I'm always in the scene thinking hmm. about that person like I would if I was really there listening to them and I would be trying to divine what was mm. actually going on in their head when they say it. Yeah. So when I mean when I watch a movie like this, I'm like, it feels very wooden. I'm like, these are not things that people in real life say. So when they say them, I don't know what they're thinking. Like I don't know what they mean. Yeah, I mean, this is maybe partly a you. I'm sure. Thing. It is. I'm sure other people like. I think it must. Ha it probably has to do with brains and the way they process yes, certain things. Yes. Um, I'm also not a person who particularly enjoys like talking with other people. <laughs> so, because I, sure. you know, anxiety and 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 uh, you know, so I, I do think yeah, maybe my brain is not great at processing <laughs> okay. like speech and and 
reading into stuff, right, that people are are trying to communicate or kind of passively communicating. So it could just be like, yeah, I'm not getting that, but just because my brain, my brain's not processing it in that way. Um, and, yeah, and I, you know, it doesn't like make it so I can't watch the movie, but it's definitely hard. Right. You know, it's like it's as if there was a little hum in the soundtrack the whole time. You could still watch the movie, but you'd be like, God, that was kind of annoying, right? Like it just, it takes you out of it a little bit and it makes the enjoyment less, huh. even though I know always what they meant. It's not like I didn't understand the scene, but I'm constantly having to turn off that part of my brain that's going, wait, no, that person must be lying. And you're like, no, Casey, that person's not lying. It's that they were saying a line of dialogue that's not how people would say it, right? That's that's how my brain is. Yeah, I don't, you know what I, I mean? don't have that in my brain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on. That's yeah, yeah. just a general no, comment. That's, I think that's interesting. And this is something that I think will occasionally come up in the movie club. Is this is is one of the main differences in ways that we process movies? You're very focused on dialogue and words and the way yeah. you know, people speaking. Yeah, and I am a lot less. So putting that aside, because sure. like I said, it's just it's just a hum in the soundtrack. It I'd be curious though. I'd be really curious to hear from other movie club people. Though. I would too. Like, is this is this a too. Casey thing? You know, or or is it? You know, do do, do you guys have have this too? Uh, I would assume it, it's probably some people do, some people don't. I think it also sort of relates to immersiveness and the format as yeah. well. Because, you know, I, I mean, I can, I have seen a lot of like Shakespeare live. Despite the fact that I, I randomly was like, <laughs> did not know the Dylan Thomas poem. And it's just like, it's probably some Shakespeare thing. It, it, oh, did like, you go look it up? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, from Interstellar. Yeah, it's a yeah. Dylan, you it's you Dylan were like, Thomas. I have to go see. You. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or something like this. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a poetry person, obviously. Obviously. Um, <laughs> I do think that it it is always a bit of a struggle if you're like me. It takes mental effort for you for you to process things that are obviously not real words, right? Like sp- sp- uh, dialogue that's not yeah. real. Yeah. Sometimes your brain just expects a certain level of immersiveness from something. Different people want more immersiveness mm-hmm. in some things mm-hmm. and could care less about yeah. the immersiveness of the other. Yeah. So structurally, I think that the the movie is decent, mm-hmm. but it uh, some again, I, I feel like there was a certain skeleton, a certain outline to this film uh, that goes something like, uh, you know, a disenchanted uh, waitress, mm-hmm. wife and waitress, forgets her troubles at the movie theater mm-hmm. when when all of a sudden one day the main character, a love interest in the movie or whatever, comes down off the screen Yep, and they have a romantic encounter. But the actor who plays that character needs to get him back on the screen because of sort of a manufactured reason, like like his, we're told his career would suffer. However, in reality, there's no way that's true. I mean, uh, it, but that's the conceit. But it, right? I feel like a um, lot of this stuff doesn't really matter. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying this is the skeleton of the script. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so he pretends to be in love with her in order to get her to break off the engagement with, uh, not the engagement, the love affair yeah. with the screen character so that he goes back on the screen and as soon as that's done, he le- he dumps her yeah. and she's right back where she started. To me, that's probably what was on the like index card in Woody Allen's 
nightstand. A lot of the struggle I had with the movie is it didn't feel like a lot of the stuff really lined up in any particularly interesting way. There were things that were kind of thrown out there. Like, for example, they'd be like, oh, you know, we'll go to a church and he'll mention that, like, so God must be like the writer. But that's it. It's just said. There's no investigation of what that would mean. There's no struggling with that fact or characters don't learn something from each other. Like, if you wanted to explore that idea, he should have learned something about writers by asking about religion or someone should have learned something about religion by asking about writers or something or we should have a conversation. But it's very... A lot of those things were very truncated and and I didn't like that because I felt like pick something and make scenes about it more than one. Like, give me something tangible. And it didn't do that. See, I'm not I'm not actually sure I totally agree with you because I kind of liked I liked that the movie was basically like you took this as Tom. That was his name, mm-hmm. right? The fictional guy. Yeah. And you like plop him down in a in a bunch of different situations. Yeah. And in each of those situations, you kind of explore a different aspect of what it means to be a fictional character Right, like, and and I, and so you get these like little, almost like vignette things, like but a scene here, really? scene there. But there, I mean, kind of. They were definitely vignettes, but did they explore anything? I mean, that that is what I'm not trying to say. Depth, they, they, they not didn't in depth, feel- but I guess I kind of liked how I kind of I don't know. I liked that it touched on a bunch of different things, and yes, it maybe didn't dive in and, and really deeply explore any of those ideas. But I kind of liked I liked how it had a breadth to it, how it, it, yeah. and it and it wasn't just with his character either. You had like all the other characters on this uh, in the movie had their own little things happening. You had the people in the movie theater. You had the actors like everyone. Everyone's relationship was like getting touched on and, and nothing was ever really deeply in Right, uh, deeply explored, except maybe I would say I, I would say the main character. She was the character who I think, like her relationship with the character with the movies was the most deeply explored. Everything else was kind of just touched on. But I kind of liked that. I liked that it 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 maybe didn't it, it didn't maybe dive into these different sort of aspects of it, but it it kind of offhandedly like mentioned them. And I I think that's kind of one of the things I enjoyed about it is because there's so much to say about this idea and you, you can't say it all. Like if you were to dive in and deeply explore, it would just become the whole movie. So it's like, I I kind of liked that it touched on a whole bunch of different ones. Um, I found that to be actually kind of satisfying. If that makes sense, I don't know. I mean, sure, yeah, it does make sense. Just because it, it was, it was, and I think it, it probably the fact that we have talked and thought about these ideas a lot in the last couple of years made it more satisfying too. Because yeah. I was like, oh, we thought about that, or I've thought about that, or like you know, you just stuff like that. Where so maybe it's 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 working for me in this other in this way that's maybe different from other uh, other viewers just because. I've thought about some of these questions and these relationships, the relationship between the, you know, the the writer and the the story or the the you know, yeah. and, and like and I never really, you know, I never really thought about like the actor's relationship to the character too, yeah, which I thought I was really that. interesting and I like, thought that was great. Yeah. And and cuz it was just it was like the spider web of like all the everybody's got like these connections of of Right. And I kind of like that feeling of that complexity of like all all these different. Um, I'd, I would push back slightly, though, because 
So I guess what I'd say is I liked the spider web as well. In fact, I really liked the cut to the actor who we we've never seen so far in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It suddenly cuts to him, and I'm like, oh, wait, is that just Tom is now talking to someone else? I think, and then, right, right. And then it dawns on you, like, oh, wait, no, there's another person in this universe right. who's that guy. Right. Right. Uh, and that was great. Well, and then like, uh, there's was, this conflict was great. Was between, great like, he was linking, you know, like, who gets to take credit for this this new character that you've created? This, the actor's yes. kind of trying to take credit, but then the writer. Maybe you should get credit, but then, you know what I mean? And yes. it's like, what is, what is this? And the producer's just like, I just don't want any bad publicity. Right, <laughs> like, right. He doesn't care yeah. about, and about, I just, about the character or the actor. Right. right. No, and I yeah. just I just thought all that stuff was so satisfying. I, I totally agree. But, I mean, this is a movie that still has, like, several minute scene of, like, them going out to a club to have champagne and, like, oh, the joke is... He doesn't have real money. Yeah. Well, that's not really interesting. And you could have spent that time having a conversation about one of the other aspects that actually is pretty interesting. And I felt like that was pretty common in this movie. Like, like I don't – the reason I don't buy the, like, well, they it was vignettes is just because it wasn't an economical film. There was plenty of room to have explored things more deeply. They chose not to. There's a lot of extraneous stuff, I would argue, in the movie – and I I would have liked that stuff to have been written tighter so that it all worked together and, like, you got more of a feeling that there was coherence to what was being explored or... It, if I felt like it was literally jam-packed with just all these ideas in there mm-hmm. and so there just wasn't time to explore them, I'm with you. But it just did not come across that mm-hmm. way to me. I thought there was tons of time in this movie and it just wasn't directed. So it's just not dense, not dense enough. Or not selective enough. Just, you know, like there was tons of stuff put in that really wasn't about making any kind of observation about this. It was just kind of there maybe for a gag, uh, but it wasn't really. Well, I think there was definitely, you know, they were obviously he was enjoying playing around with this like fish out of water thing too where it's like you have this character yeah. who's suddenly in the world and it's fun it's funny to see him interacting like the scene with the like the whores uh, yeah it didn't really land for me either I, I, yeah uh, I don't know I just I think so, yeah. like his night his he's so naive yeah um and kind of like innocent and simple but that's what the movies are right like that's that's what fiction kind of is but and 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 he's he's bringing out in people right like in those women he brings out this like yes. this romanticized thing, right, and they're, they're, yeah. you know, suddenly they're kind of like things don't feel so bad. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I agree, and um, I think that that's the good part of the movie, right? Yeah. Um, because, like I said, it's not like I didn't like the movie. I thought it was good. I just had a lot of like, I was like, eh, you know, kind of fell a little flat for mm-hmm. me. I mean, there's a lot of ways that I could imagine. I think that's the other problem here is like I felt like there was a lot left on the table. Like I felt like there was a lot of missed potential maybe sometimes when you're watching something. You know, if you see a movie and it's a little flat, but, you know, the ideas behind the movie aren't that great to begin with, who cares? You know, you're not really thinking about that during when you're watching the movie because there wasn't anything to think about. Uh, In this movie, it just seemed like there was so much potential there. I'll throw out a couple other things. Okay. So one of the things that I think was a, the biggest missed opportunity for me uh, in this movie, and this is just personal preference, okay. but you know, one of the, the great thing about this movie is I'd never seen anything like it. I, I've never yeah. seen anything like this before. Oh yeah, yeah. And so this is the only chance I get to get what I'm going to get out of it. <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. Um, 
I really feel like I would have liked a different strategy from Jeff Daniels. I did not hmm. like fundamentally how the character and the actor were almost the same. I would vastly mm. have preferred them to be very different. Like, I feel like that... He's not that good an actor. <laughs> I mean, not Jeff Daniels. The, the, yes. the character. The and act- I get that joke, <laughs> yeah. but A, that's... <sighs> That's just a kind of inside joke. Like, like it doesn't pay off much in the movie that that's the case. And I would, I think I would have vastly have preferred to see a lot of things where the, in, in fact, there's whole things that I don't really understand why they didn't do in this movie. For example, if you were to take that scene in the brothel, how you don't have both people there and the Girls don't know which is which necessarily. I'm not sure because why, it seems why? so good. But why? Why? Why is so that? So you can see the difference between the actor and the character they're playing, which is a huge thing that but I would I have liked to have I seen. I don't think that's right? what. This, that, but that's not what that scene was about. That's it's not scene, what any of the scenes were about. I'm, I'm saying, saying I, I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, because in I, the movie, I, I think I disagree with that specific example because I, I, as I just mentioned a few minutes ago, right? I feel like the brothel scene like actually was communicating something about fiction and characters that was like important to the story and I wouldn't have changed that scene because what you're talking about is a totally different scene that's communicating something different and maybe it's not bad or something but you know what I mean like I I feel like the way it was played actually was like helping reinforce the the general idea of this the entire story which is that fiction what what fiction and stories and characters can kind of the role they can play in your life and how they can kind of make things seem better i guess i would say i'm also talking about that though but we never really see that juxtaposition play out very much in fact we almost see the opposite thing so if you take the central series of events of the movie what we are told by the movie in a way is that real life and a movie are the same. So you don't really have to differentiate between them. And the reason that I say that is because she has a romantic affair with both the actor, Mm -hmm. who is real, and the person on the screen, right? They both go exactly the same way. And in the end, she has neither of them. They're both gone. It's the same exact thing in both cases. Which is not at all reinforcing that idea like you're talking about. Uh, so so I well, no, almost I guess, would say this movie mm, does not no, say that. See, what you're, what I you're feel saying, like, right? I don't know, because I feel like for me, I think one of the reasons I thought the ending was so impactful was just like, it was like, no, m- movies don't, that's not real life. You know what I mean? Like you don't get swept off your feet. You know, you don't, you don't fall in love at first sight and have this amazing whirlwind romance that's you know like that's not actually real that wasn't real and you don't get to have that and like you also don't get to have the fiction like he's also not real you don't get to keep that right that that feeling you get when you go to the movies right and and you that's not actually real and so you don't get to keep either of them but also they were the same in the movie her experience with the actor and her experience with the character are almost identical like, there's very little difference well, except, whatsoever. Except one is using her and the other one is, 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 exists for her, is genuine, right? 
um, but that's can't it. hurt her, won't hurt her, is unable to because he's fictional, right? But that's literally it, meaning there is no other perceivable difference for the entire thing, right? So it's not really, I mean, this most cynical way to interpret this movie's plot is that if you have a movie like Romance in Real Life, the person's only going to, is, is really just doing that to hurt you. Yeah, I mean, right? I, I do think, I, I, I genuinely think this movie takes a fairly bleak look at real life. Like, it yeah. doesn't... Oh, absolutely. It, it's, it's bleak. It's like, reality is not good. And even when things maybe seem like they will be, they aren't. Like, you will be let down. Yeah. But the movies will never let you down, right? I, uh, I mean, I... I I guess I really don't know about that one. That's hard to say because the idea here is, well, you'll just go to see another movie. So, because that's how it ends, right? She goes to see another movie, like a different movie with a different main character in it, right? And so I I don't know, maybe that's trying to say like, that's real life too. Like you'll just have to meet somebody new. I I, I don't know. I don't know how to interpret that part of it. I don't think, I mean, meet somebody new. I don't think it's about meeting somebody new, right? I mean, it's just about, finding finding a little bit of something that makes life a little less terrible, right? I mean, the movies will always be there for you, even when no one else will be, right? It's kind of it's how I felt. If like, you take it as only being about movies, I guess is what I'm saying. But h- how should I know if it's supposed to be more broadly about about love? Or uh, I think it's about romantici- romanticizing life. I think it's about right, real so, life versus romanticized life. And and coming to accept that that romanticized view of of life is not real and will never be real, um, but you can still have it. It still has value, I guess, is what you're well, saying. Well, and you can still have you can still have it briefly when you're you know when you're yeah when you're in watching a movie or in this case watching a movie, but in in general with fiction when you're in that world with those characters during that time, like life can be, and you know, and I also there was a. There was another great a moment that I really liked. She she mentions something about I can't remember the exact quote, but like he the she's with the character. She's with Tom. And uh, it was I think it was after or around the time that she he got, you know, the husband comes in and they like fight. Yeah. And he says something like, you know, you're so brave to her. Yes. For hitting, you know, for fighting back or hitting him. And she's like, well, you you make me brave. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I really love that moment because it's like. You know, it touches on something that I, you know, like was have thought about with this sort of story thing, which is like, yeah, like your characters, the characters in the fiction can help make you yourself in your life like better. Um, Like the story can inspire inspire you to to be more brave, to be, you know. Um, And so I loved I I really liked that moment because it's like, yeah, this, this thing that's not real, this fictional thing can still help you in the real world, like, be better. Yeah, and, you know, this may be a thing where it's, like, maybe this is a case where if I watch it again, I would say, like, okay, like, I'm, I'm kind of wrong about some of these things because you just kind of need it closer. Because, like, okay, so let me try this on for size and just see. Mm-hmm. So if I recast, let's suppose I reinterpret the scene where they go out to dinner and say that, like, actually what we're trying to say by the fact that the person, that, that Tom doesn't have real money to pay the bill yeah is sort of trying to say that the the escapism is never going to actually put food on the table like yeah. it can help you mentally but it cannot help you physically yeah. right 
Um, then yeah. that scene becomes a l- lot more compelling, right? It went, that went, right, I don't know if that was what was intended, but that went over my head when I watched the first time. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like saying, okay, no, I think, maybe that scene is actually better than I thought it was. Yeah, I, right? I, I think that's a really, that's honestly probably what the intent was, would be maybe. my guess. <clears throat> um, because that's, yeah, it's a great uh, observation. Because, yeah, it's like, you know, this thing isn't real. This man isn't real. Right, right. He yeah. can't, he can't, you <laughs> he know. He can't, he can't He can actually. take you out to a nice yeah. dinner yeah. in your imagination because yes. he can't pay for it. Yes. Yeah. Like he can take you out to what appears to you like a dinner, but if you ever actually had to pay for the food, it won't work. Yeah, <laughs> right? absolutely. So that's actually way more interesting. And, yeah, there's, and I, there's also, I mean, I think about two, they keep the location of the like abandoned like carnival. Yeah. And they keep going there. And I I think that's interesting. I think that's intentional. I would probably elaborate, need time elaborate. to think about what that exactly is supposed to represent. The fact that it is an abandoned carnival instead of somewhere else. Yes. Because okay. he goes back there. That's where he's kind of hanging out. Yeah. And I feel like that's obviously super, super intentional, right? And it, I think it, it you know... I feel like I'd have to think about this, but you know, and it's like entertainment, right? Abandoned entertainment, something that's no longer in use. You I know? mean, I guess the fact that it is a abandoned carnival also is, you know, it is on point for entertainment. Although, yeah, the abandoned part of it. I mean, is it is it like you know? That's a good question. Move on. You always, you know, you move on to the next thing. It's like this. I don't his know. movie, you know, this character. This movie is like a moment in time. We'll entertain you for a moment in time. And then you'll get sick of it and you'll move on to the next movie and it will be forgotten eventually, right? That's Just, a pretty... It, that, uh, yeah, it could be. I don't know. I haven't... Yeah, like, like you, I don't I'm, really know. I, I think that's it's a good intentional question. because it it's such be. a distinct location that we revisit multiple times. But I think, yeah, I'd have to think about what that might mean. I, my best guess is what I just said, but it does feel like the thing you'd have to kind of think about a little bit. Yeah, now I now I kind of feel like this is definitely the sort of movie that has to be watched a second time because I'm just like, I thought that I'm while not watching sure. it because it's just not it's, sure it felt about actually some of these things. quite dense to me because there's yeah. a lot of talking. There's a lot of like offhand kind of like quick comments that you kind of miss or don't quite get time to absorb because it moves on to the next thing. I think so. One of the things that I didn't think worked very well in the movie mm-hmm. and maybe now, like I said, maybe I have to go rewatch watch it because like maybe it does work well if you just you got to pay closer attention is like she goes up into the movie at one point and I didn't feel like that part worked particularly well because there really wasn't much in it and uh, I guess what I'd say is like there was all these character traits about her that had sort of been at least somewhat they went out of their way to kind of like establish she drops things a lot of times she's absent-minded she's not paying attention she's not paying attention like there's all these kind of things and I kind of wanted to see she goes up on the screen and, and uh, that's all gone. Like 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 going onto the screen, she is now, you know, she never drops anything and she's, you know, or <clears throat> I'm not saying you had to do that. Yeah, I'm not sure that Just fits. Just something like this where there was a reason for her to be up in the screen, but... The movie never really gave me any reason why they went up there. I feel like there was a lot there had to be a lot of opportunities to do something and it didn't really do anything there unless I'm missing something again, which maybe I am. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I think I get what you're saying cuz there was no like big moment or even subtle moments. I didn't Yeah, I mean, I think it's like I I kind of agree, but I I I also do think 
processing this movie for the first time. It's there might like, be something we missed. Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's sometimes hard to know, especially when I, I come I came out of it certainly feeling a bit overwhelmed with feelings and thoughts. Like it's a movie with a lot. Um, yes. and so it's easy to miss stuff, I think. And um, I think also because it is sort of you know, it's it's not well worn ground. I mean, there are yeah. other movies, you know, that have some similarities to it, but you know, unlike a Marvel picture or something, you haven't seen the same movie a thousand times. So no. you as it's happening, you don't really know what to expect. You're not watching like a well-worn sort of yeah. thing. So everything is coming at you randomly. You just have to process it like as exactly, it comes. You, exactly. You're not expecting the big fight scene or whatever to, you know, you, you're so you're going to be caught off guard probably. Right, with the right, movie, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Uh, but yeah, it was know, it was really to fun twice. to watch for that reason. It's, it was. It was unlike anything, uh, really, like uh, anything I've seen before. Um. I liked some of the off... There was a, a number of nice throwaway lines. So as much as yeah. I didn't like the inter... As much as I didn't like the dialogue, I loved the monologue. And I, and they're yeah. not... They were never actual monologues, but I mean the lines characters said that were clearly just like Marx Brothers turn to the camera and laugh kind of yeah, lines. Yeah. Like those, one-liner kind of things, yeah. Which makes sense because that's sort of more of a Woody Allen thing. You, you know, he has that kind of like comedy thing, right, uh, where he makes the pithy comment or writes. Well, and it's like, it's fast. Know, some, There's a lot yeah. of that. And so that there, I feel like I definitely miss stuff in that where it's like. I'm sure hmm. I did too. But some of the ones that I liked were uh, like, Dad died before the movie started, so I never knew him or whatever. Like, it's like the same thing that you might say if your dad died, you know, shortly before you were born or after you were born. Uh, so you didn't really know him or whatever. It's the same kind of thing. But in, in his mind, it's like, well, it's before the movie starts, so I don't know my dad. Right. <laughs> uh, I liked that kind of line. Yeah. There was also uh, one I wrote down that I, I, I quite liked, which was it was sort of like a, a writer's dig. Uh, one of the characters says something like, uh, well, didn't the man who wrote the movie do that? Yeah, like, the, right? the main like, character, the the main woman, the character asks that. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, to when the credits going to the actor, right? Like I created the character. Like, didn't the man who wrote the movie yeah, do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I liked that kind of dig yes, too, because yeah. like it's Woody Allen getting mad at other people getting credit for someone he wrote or something, yeah, yeah. right? But like, I do think it's also uh, it's also like it is kind of this weird thing, this weird thing of like when we write stories or like do a comic or whatever, it's like. There's no actor. Like, it's all right. just like, I just draw that. And it's, yeah. it's just, you know, I do the acting, basically, yeah, yeah. right? And so I do think it's, it's movies are particularly interesting because it is this, like... It's two people, yeah. It more than two, really. It's more than two. It's yeah. it's, 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 it's simplest. It's the yeah. writer, director, and yeah. actor. Even if that's all you were going to consider, it's, it's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, all of them are contributing. Yes. And, and you end up with this thing this yes. like separate thing and I, I mean i i just feel like that that whole concept of what is a character and the idea and then and then it's it's alive but it's not and all that stuff right um this is the first the only movie i've ever seen that really brought that idea up and uh, you know yeah i just yeah I, I i'm really so torn i don't know i'm so torn i think I think so. Let me try to boil my objections basically down to one thing, because I think yeah. as I'm thinking about it more and we're kind of going over it, I really do think there is a central thing that bothers me. And I think I think it is actually true that it's bothering me. And it's not okay. just right. OK. I really think it just gets down to to that to Jeff Daniels's two characters. I really, really do okay. think just to give some examples of what I think I would have would have had more teeth for me. 
Like, let's suppose, for example, that it's like, okay, it's an old movie. It's not a new movie. Okay. The character who comes down off the screen is like, you know, it's Anthony Hopkins, but it's this one of his early movies where he thinks his performance sucked or something, right? So the, there's like this dichotomy between... I, I really wanted this... <laughs> here, let me just put it this way. I really wanted this movie to have a difference between the two people and and I other than him just being a slightly more of an asshole basically like he's he's the romanticized version without the romanticized right he's like if you took the character Tom right is innocent and and naive and kind of like perfect right yeah if you just took that guy but then made him real is what you actually got right and I, I feel like the similarities help emphasize that right it's like the, that character's not real. He's he's fictional. Real people are not like him. And so, like, having having him be similar, I think, actually can kind of help highlight. Like, especially at the end when he, what he does to her, right? It's like, he's not that character. Um, yeah. And he's, I mean, he's using her. He's, 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 like, self-centered and, like, I mean, he's not the same character at all. He's like, he's self-centered and snobby and just... Uh, it doesn't really come across, though. I mean, in... When, before but any once he, of this... But once, like, once he leaves, you realize it was all an act. Barely. I understand that's what the movie wants me to think, but, like, that's not really that true because when we see that character for the first time, he doesn't know any of this. And he's the same guy. He's not... Any different? He's then, talking. Wait, what are you talking about? The same guy as the character? As the no, f- the same guy as he is throughout the whole movie. It's not like he's acting when he's with her, and he's not kind of doofy and relatively naive. He really was like when he was at that Hollywood party when we first see him. He's the same guy. It doesn't feel like he. But he's, you know, he's, it just as the character. You mean the same guy as? They all feel very samey to me. They all felt that it just. It didn't feel like there was enough differentiation between the on-screen character, Tom, the actor who plays Tom for real when he's really him, and then the actor who plays Tom when he is falsely trying to manipulate our main character. Those, I'm going to stand firm on this. I feel like there needed to be more differentiation. It did not come across. It was just Jeff Daniels the whole time. Uh, See, I think I'm not going to agree with you here because I do think like she has to fall in love with both of them, right? They have to feel kind of the same to her, I think, a little bit because then she has to come to the realization that this isn't real, right? Like she starts actually believing, I think, when this is all happening to her, she starts believing that, like, she can have the fairy tale, like, the happy ending. She can she can have what the fiction, what the stories should give her, right? Like, she can have that in her life, in real life. Like, for a moment, she actually starts to believe that. And I think... Well, I think that... It, it that... Wouldn't, I think it wouldn't really work if, it, if he was, like, this actual totally different guy who was kind of an asshole. Like, I, I'm not sure that that would... That, like, for a minute that we would all kind of maybe believe that she's going to get this happy ending. Because we, you know, the audience, the viewers actually think, like, she's going to get that happy ending, right? Like, Okay, but I, I would counter you with, I don't think it worked as, as it is. Because when we actually get to the point where she makes that decision, it feels completely unmotivated. Like, I didn't know why she what made... What decision? 
why she didn't just stay up on the movie screen or why she didn't go with Tom. I, I felt it was completely unmotivated that she picked the actor instead of Tom. There was like no explanation for it. I, I feel like by doing it the way they did it, I didn't understand at all why the climax works the way it does. There was seemed to be no reason for it. And if anything, I was like, gosh, wouldn't you want to stay well, up on she, the movie screen instead? Well, I mean, maybe because she started to believe that real life could be like the movies. Like, But why would that make it more likely that you would... I mean, let me put it to you you this way. You can't have the fictional, like, she knows that that fictional world is not real, that she can't have it. She was just up on it. That's, we saw it, right? The movie itself, I agree that that's the, in real life, that's true, but the movie doesn't give us the construct to show why that's true. It doesn't happen in the film, as far as I can tell. She just says that she has to stick with a real person, but there's no indication of why she has to do that. And I feel like that didn't work. Hmm. I forgot to talk about that, but that bothered me a lot. That scene specifically bothered me a lot. Yeah. And I think I'm trying to trace back all the reasons why I don't think that worked. Yeah, I mean, I do think, think, like, I can sort of see what you're saying there, too, because it also is, like, if you just maybe removed the scene where she goes into the screen at all, like, you kind of avoid this problem a little bit. And if there was more of a pitch, like if if the actor was being more concrete about really why he has to be chosen instead of Tom, you know, like we're going to have to have a house. We're going to have to, he can't, you know, this is where the money could have come in. Anything like, you know, I, I'm not, you, writing is work. So I can't say what I would have liked there without a tremendous amount of thought, right? But I don't think the way this plot was structured actually does work when we get to the climax, it falls apart. And I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how you how you fix that. Yeah. Because that, to me, was a really big problem with the film, kind of broadly speaking. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, think, I don't know what I you do about that. saying that it falls apart is maybe a bit... Just that scene over, falls yeah, apart. Yeah, yeah, right? I, yeah but I, I do think... I kind of agree that it's maybe not... Like, it's a little unmotivated, like, her reasoning... I mean, apart from the fact that, like, well, you know, we all know you can't live in a fictional world, right? Um, you can't ever choose that one. Like, she knows that. It's not real. Yeah, but, but you know, movie characters can't walk down off a movie exactly, screen either. That, so it doesn't really exactly, work to say exactly. that we know that because the rules that well, we just, know have changed. And she was just up in the, up there in the et screen. Et cetera, too, et cetera. So, yes. so it is like, okay, well, that's obviously not true anymore, right? Yeah. And so it does, it, it, it makes it a little more complicated. Yeah, you need there to be a reasons why your metaphors here, like, start to start to have practical consequences that we can agree with. So we're like, oh, yeah. I see why she yeah. makes this practical decision or whatever. And I right? mean, I admit that it's hard because this is, like, conceptually... It's challenging, yeah. It's like, it's it's pretty out there, right? It's like, yeah. you know, and so I, I don't know what the answer is. I do think, I, I kind of see what you're saying about that particular scene. I don't think it necessarily really weakens the ending. I fi- I still feel like the ending is just I, a slam dunk. I agree it's with you. It's just so good. It, it was, because yeah. I was kind of wondering, you know, getting toward how the end of it, it, I was like, how you get, how you get out of this? Like, how do you end this? And rather naively, perhaps, I, I thought, oh, maybe, maybe she gets... The happy ending. She just goes up on the screen, you know. That no, was no. that was an ending. Thought, that was a I possibility. Thought, oh no, she gets yeah. the act. She gets to be with the actor. She can go to Hollywood. Like she can, she can live out the dream. Like partly, right? Kind of. And and rather naively, right? I probably thought that. And then 
the kind of letdown of the ending. You're right there with the character. Um, and it's it really hits. It's good. Um, I, I agree the ending was great. And I would also say, like, the uh, Amazon listing for the movie says comedy. It's a tragedy. It's not a comedy. It's tragedy. Um, yeah. You know, like... To classify this as a comedy, you'd have to really be using just the it has jokes in it definition of comedy because the characters do not end up getting better than what they deserve, right? Like they they end up getting basically exactly where they left off or worse. It's a very Uh, realistic – Yeah. Like it's it's not sugarcoating it, which is – I mean to be honest – with what the movie is saying is is the only ending you actually could have had because the movie is saying that – The movie has a lot of integrity. Yeah. It ends – Siri, it, it ends with a lot of integrity, which is something that's, you know, rare for Well, and, movies, it, and it's right? a movie that understands, it generally understands, like, what it's about. Yeah. It's about fiction. It's about movies. It's about escapism. And ultimately, you know, the thing you're seeking from that is is something you'll always be seeking. You're not going to get it from the movies. You you know, you'll have it for moments, but it's not it's not going to fundamentally change your life. Yeah, and just, I, I really thought that... Like that last sort of shot of her, you know, it, it's I love uh, I love movies that are, like that E.T. ending, you know, like bittersweet kind of sad mm. endings. I love it's like my favorite kind of ending. And this one, I'm probably another reason that I just this movie is like just dialed for me um, because I, that that little bit of smile on her face. Right. When she's watching it. It's just like it's perfect. It's just it, perfect. It, it says so it says a lot about the movie. And the quality of the ideas in the movie, because if you took that scene in isolation, it means nothing, right? Yeah. It means absolutely nothing to to see a woman watching a film. Mm -hmm. You would get Mm -hmm. that she enjoyed the film. Especially with how subtle, like, the the expression's subtle. And so when you think about, I mean, if you've been paying attention to the movie at all, what all the actual stuff you get from that scene having watched the whole film it just really shows you how many good ideas there are in here and how you're you know kind of like primed for this inference of like oh wow okay right oh that's kind of sad and like uh, and also kind of true and you know it's like it's yeah it's all a little, of those thoughts well, and nothing is happening yeah. on the screen except for a movie is showing and a woman's well, looking at it I think right? that's why uh, I said like, like I wanted to record immediately after this I was like yeah. we need to record because I was yeah. so overwhelmed like yeah. I needed to talk about it yeah. right because yeah you come away from it overwhelmed with thoughts and feelings like there's a there's so much happening in this movie and so much that it's trying to say and I don't know I just I I don't it's not perfect you know but I really do think it's it's unique. Yeah, I I would say that, you know, I I would like to see it again, probably at some point. Yeah. Even just having talked about it here, right? I've already thought of a different way to interpret one yeah. of the scenes, right? And that's, you know, again, it's one of the things that makes watching movies so great when you can find a movie that just has a lot of ideas in it. Mm-hmm. And someone seems to have spent some time thinking about it, it means now after I watch it, I can spend some time thinking yeah. about it. It's so refreshing yeah. to have that uh, experience compared to walking out of a movie just knowing everything that there was. Because, yeah. you know, it was just some basic, uninteresting stuff on the screen. Totally. Right? Well, and even, uh, in the, you know, in the case of, of this movie, like, it gives you a lot to think about yes. and feel about. I mean, it's it's honestly kind of overwhelming, but really nice. Because I, I, I don't get that a lot. Like, 
I, I think you're right. It's about ideas. It's like there's so many ideas in this movie. Yeah. And, you know, you because there are bigger ideas at play, it means you can have more than one interpretation of a scene. If a scene is literally just the scene yeah. that's on the screen, well, I don't really need to think about it. I, I know these two people went out right, to dinner right. and then they left and that was it. <laughs> like, right, but the fact that right. we were able to talk it into a different context is like, And I was like, oh, wait like, a minute. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. the fact that it's funny money is kind of telling you something about yeah. this, okay? And like, that's really great. I mean, yeah. it, it's it makes you feel like you're... The mind share of the movie, of watching the movie and actually engaging with it, wasn't a waste of your time. Yeah. Like you're getting something out of it and your brain is is engaged and learning something yeah. and getting better at processing something. You know, it's like it totally. feels good. Well, right? I think too, you know, thinking about past movie club movies, like something like 2001, like yeah. Stanley Kubrick, I, I think there's, a, there's some directors, or in this case, director, writer with Woody Allen, like, where you trust you trust that they've got something here that they're trying to say. And yeah. so for me, at least, with stuff like this, like my first instinct isn't necessarily to criticize a scene when I feel like it it doesn't quite work. Yeah. Because I, I, I feel like there was intention behind everything. And if you dig into it, you might actually find what the intention was. Like there, there's more yeah. there than you're thinking. Yeah. Um, And so... I felt that, like, with, you know, with with really talented, gifted people like Woody Allen or Kubrick or, I mean, there's so many of these people, right? Like, I have this trust in me that they have a clear, fairly clear idea with each individual scene and moment of a thing they're trying to communicate. And so there's a little bit of work that I have to put in to, like, try to find what that thing is. But my instinct, yeah. I think, you know, your instinct a lot of times is to be like, this is wrong. How do I fix it? And for yeah, yeah. me, uh, my instinct is usually more like, what am I missing here? Like, what are they trying to say? Because I, I trust that they are trying to say something. And I I don't, that's not with every film and every filmmaker, right? That I don't have that trust. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but certain filmmakers, but, you're like, I'm not going to criticize this. I'm going to say, let me think about what could have been the idea. Right, because I also think that, like, even if I'm not right, like, even if I don't know what their, in I can never figure out what their intent was. I trust that there's something there. Like, I trust that I can come up with, that there's something to think about, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense, yeah. I mean, in closing. Yeah. We both liked the film. Yeah. You loved the film. Yes. Uh, I don't think it's a perfect film, but I, you know, it really worked for me. So let's ask one quick question then, because I said a bunch of things that I didn't like. Sure. Which, you know, presumably explains why I said I loved the ideas and didn't love the execution. Yeah. But you're saying you don't think it's a perfect film. Well, what didn't you like? I mean, I, I think I would agree with a little bit of what you were saying about the clumsiness of, like, toward the end. I definitely would. I, I agree with that of, like, her her sort of, uh, un, her, her yeah, like, she goes up into the movie world, but yeah. then ultimately decides to stay with the real person. And we don't really know why. And, yeah, I think I think it's, like, a little muddy. It's a little murky. We needed like more motivation. We needed we needed to be more understand understand her mentality a little better. Yeah, right? and, and maybe like understand the situation a little clearer about what exactly is happening. You know what I mean? Like I, I yeah. do think we don't exactly know what is happening, and I don't think you can actually explain what's happening because it's so ridiculous that that characters would come off the screen. Oh, <laughs> sure, yeah. So it's like you can't really explain it, but but I do think. You know, it it left a little bit of this. 
when when you show that she can then go in there, it opens up this whole other can of worms that you're then like thinking about. Yeah, I I think it's not it doesn't like ruin the movie for me or anything, um, because I think at the end the 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 actual ending is the true like emotional sort of like arc ends there and that's really powerful and it really works. So like I think any sort of like wibbliness in the middle of like things that are a little weaker like right there's so much so many scenes so many things happen some of them are stronger some of them are, are weaker but i just think as a whole like as an experience i think this movie is great well i think that's probably the last word on the purple rose of cairo wonderful you did the opening anna aren't you oh, do the oh, closing oh, okay well yeah so movie club we would love to hear your thoughts on the the Purple Roads of Cairo. Thank you for suggesting. This I was their idea. I, yeah, I can't remember uh, who suggested it originally, but thank you to whoever you are. And then I think a bunch of other people also uh, thought this would be a great choice. It was great. I mean, I, I'm so grateful to have seen this movie I didn't. It was I, a very good recommendation. It was a great recommendation for reasons that you, recommender, couldn't even know. Um, That's why, a good point. Why this movie would actually be so important for us to watch. And we must have a very good movie club because it was also like heartily seconded by a number of people. So it wasn't like Purple Rose of Cairo, what's that? Like everyone but us seemed to know that this was a great movie. Yeah, you guys are all so sophisticated. Uh, I mean, seriously, it's like... Maybe they should be doing the movie club. No, I mean, I've been so impressed with the quality of, of, uh, of comments and thoughts and recommendations coming from the movie club. So keep it up. Um, thank you for the recommendation. It's the, you have you have helped me discover one of my new you know top twenty top thirty movies. It's 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 up there. That's fantastic. Yeah. So thank you guys. Um, and I guess we will see you in the comments, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.